Hey, I'm Cameron. I'm Malcolm Jones. And welcome to the Land Cable Podcast, where we talk about all things gaming, mostly. Whether you're from PC or console, or from Steam or Epic, we got you covered with the latest news, and the latest topics, and the latest gaming mishaps. So plug in your keyboards, mouses, and even Steam controllers if you got them, because the Land Cable Podcast starts now. And welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Land Cable Podcast. I'm Cameron. And I'm Malcolm Jones. And we got a big show for you guys here today. Got a lot, a lot to talk about. A lot has happened this week. But before we get to any of that, uh, we want to talk about what we've been up to um, these past uh, this past week. Uh, Malcolm, you have some huge news that uh, happened to you this week in terms of an addition to your gaming family. Yeah, no, my PS5, I uh, was uh, finally able to pick that up at Best Buy not too long ago, a few days ago, and it has been a great experience. Uh, the console is definitely a little bit bigger than I thought it was, and um, I'm glad I got a cooling system for it, and I was able to finally play Spider-Man Miles, or start playing Spider-Man Miles Morales, which truly utilizes the haptic feedback, and also as, you know, everyone who started on ps4 or ps4 pro cyberpunk 2077 looks great on that on that console and it's only backwards compatible so that's cool mm-hmm. and i'm just excited to get to the uh to the review of spider-man when i finally finish it and it is a great console and shout out to um twitter to help me secure uh, my PS5. It's been a very treacherous journey to try <laughs> to get one of these things. Yeah, I bet. And it was all luck. <laughs> there was no skill involved in picking up a PS5 in the slightest. <laughs> well, nice, man. I'm glad you uh, glad you were able to get one. Me personally, I probably won't get one till like summer or late summer or anything like that. I'm gonna focus on uh, you know upgrading my PC. But uh, yeah, that's really good. I mean, did, when you boot it up for the first time, is it everything that they say it is? Just gorgeous. They yeah. really should have showed it off. Okay. It's really nice. Um, there aren't themes yet, but honestly, that's okay. Because the themes they have for the games that you have on the library, well, not the themes, but like when you highlight over it. Right. The music's good. Um, the HDR is gorgeous. I mean, just having every game at a natural 60 is very nice oh it's always nice and i got a chance to play the the maiden demo which even after seeing someone play it uh i still jumped at certain parts so that's great and that's resident evil in case you guys didn't know that's what the demo was called that they came out with uh it's called what uh what is it maiden Maiden. yeah yeah which is only uh, exclusively for the ps5 the demo dope real dope Another reason I own a PlayStation 5, people, you get free oh, demos. One of the great things that I think people know, but I didn't know because I didn't really research it too much, was you can pre-record up to an hour. You can record an hour Worth. on the PS5. Than the PS5 oh, nice. For, so, like, content. And it, and it does it support 4K recording? Yes, or? Oh, it wow. does. Oh, wow. Yes, it does. Okay. I'm assuming so, that the video quality is much better when you record and Oof. everything like oh, that. Yeah. No, that's a big deal. 
we'll I, definitely be doing some of that that's for sure i heard you can stream also in 4k mm. i heard i'm not sure yeah i'm pretty sure you can yeah that's awesome man that's but. awesome uh uh, me personally, I haven't been up to much. I I've I have started uh, playing Doom Eternal for the first time, and uh, so far I am absolutely loving this game. This is the first game I could say I'm enjoying it from like after like from the very beginning of the game. Uh, they 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 put you right in, and I I told you this uh, yesterday, Malcolm. But it's basically Doom uh, or the day before that Doom Eternal is basically the first doom but times 10 and even more crazier and i can't wait to review it i will be playing it later on today along with the medium which uh came out this week a lot of people have been playing it it's been getting good reviews across the board so i can't wait to experience it on game pass when i get a chance later on today and if you guys want to check that out uh go to twitch.tv slash normac220 um i will be playing doom and the medium so stay tuned for that but um, getting getting into the show, is there anything you wanted a to? Really quick tangent, absolutely. Yeah, real quick tangent. So the 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 page I actually followed on Twitter to get my PS5 was PS5 restock. If you're still interested in getting a PS5 and struggling, I would highly recommend that. Nice. So they they basically put a tweet out saying, "Yo, we got some PS5s here. All you got to do is just go to this website." Pretty much. Yeah, they've been very on top of it. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'll definitely have to go to them when I'm ready to get my PS5. Hopefully, we'll get some more in stock pretty soon. Uh, but I'm I'm hearing people say that it's going to take a while. Like we, they could be there could be a shortage way up t until like the later half of 2021. So, you know, it's just the luck of the draw at this point. But uh, moving right along here, we're going to get into the show, and we're going to start off with game, game of, of the, the week. week. And as you guys know, this game is the game that has been talked about all week uh the main game that's been talked about all week and the game uh that's been talked about all week is cyberpunk 2077 um obviously this game has been talked about a lot but specifically this week uh it's been in the news because it's finally gotten mod support cd project red has added modding tools and resources to cyberpunk 2077 uh, for players to adjust their experiences these tools will be continuously updated alongside with the uh, game patches to ensure compatibility and you know it's 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 a breath of fresh air from sure for people who uh love cyberpunk and they don't want to basically give up on the game this is something new for them to make the game how they want it you know with the modding that mean with being able to do whatever you want pretty much and create whatever you want people were basically making it to where your character v can have romantic relations with keanu reeves and i guess they cd project read through legal reasons quote unquote uh couldn't allow that so they took it out they took that ability out where you'd be able to have relations with uh, keanu reeves's character if i understand that right malcolm yeah what they were doing was they were able to change the the character profiles so like let's say you wanted to have sex with maybe it was a prostitute maybe it was just another character that you could romance you could change the skin basically to be keanu reeves <laughs> so it was just switching assets around basically uh oh well i mean i 
I mean, they were doing that not just with Keanu Reeves, but they were switching around characters when it came to Judy as well. Because I know a lot of people were complaining about how Judy was, if you're a guy, you can't romance Judy oh, and then vice versa. they were changing characters. They were changing a line of code. Oh, okay, a line of code. That's it's different. It's yeah, that, that easy? Wasn't really... Well, yeah, because it's written into the game. Oh. It's just it's taken out. So if you just fill in... Yeah, anyway, so... Yeah, that's what people were doing. They're only against people uh, doing the Keanu Reeves stuff. Everything else has been pretty okay. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, if it is, if, if they have to do it for legal legal reasons, I understand. I mean, that makes sense. Uh, you don't want to get in trouble, and you've already built this good relationship with Keanu Reeves throughout the game, and you don't want to have his people, you know, come knocking at your door, hitting you with a lawsuit, because <laughs> God knows they don't need hey. any more lawsuits right now. Yeah, you don't want Neo showing up to your door. So yeah, if you guys, uh, if you guys are still in the cyberpunk, uh, make sure you check those mods out. You know, perhaps try to have more fun with cyberpunk than what what you're having now with all these patches. Um, but they did come out with more patches though. Uh, they came out with a hot fix. There was oh. the 1.01 that just came out, or sorry, the 1.11. Right. And yeah, it seems to work fine for me. It actually almost got me back into the game, but again ps5 a little different yeah yeah absolutely but i did hear good things about it yeah absolutely and i will buy the game when it comes out for the playstation 5 eventually when i get a playstation 5 but for right now it's pc only for cyberpunk nothing wrong with that yeah yeah absolutely nothing wrong with that uh however what's the whatever best way you can play it play it Uh, and i also heard that that hotfix that came out really improved the playstation 4 base version a lot in terms of visuals so, um, you know, if you guys haven't, if you guys haven't, uh, gotten your refund and you still have the cyberpunk game on base PlayStation fours, I would, you know, uh, recommend checking that out, seeing how the game, if the game plays different, if it's different at all, but moving right along to our next segment of the show, unpopular gaming opinions. Now, I don't remember what our unpopular gaming opinions was last week, but, uh, uh yeah, what's your what's yours? You go first, Malcolm. What is your unpopular gaming opinion this week? Sure. Uh, Arkham Origins is a very underrated Batman game, and I'm tired of saying it's not. I'm tired of people saying it's not. It's a bad game. It's not a bad game. It's actually really good. It has better boss fights than Arkham Knight by a landslide. That is a fact, ladies and gentlemen. That is not even a, an opinion. That is a fact. You know, like I even had someone at GameStop many years ago tell me, nah, man, don't pick it up. <laughs> Just say in my piece. Didn't even <laughs> ask him about the game. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the whole thing in the beginning, right, was when it came out, it was just really buggy and glitchy. And that's what I guess gave people a bad impression of the game. If you really look fair, at it. But this is why you don't just review it once and call it over. Right. They fix games. Games are live service now. It's just arrogant to think that they're not. Were they live service back then when this game came? Because this game came out yeah, after actual... Arkham City. Well, yeah, I'm just saying. But in the case of long live service, I mean they're fixing the game if there are problems. They're not like it's out, we're done. Right. Arkham Origins does have great boss. I mean, Deathstroke, Bane. Um, because it's it, it's actually here's a here's a key to a good boss fight in my opinion. I I think a lot of boss fights are telegraphed a certain way where you can just fight your opponent whichever way and it doesn't matter but i think with what makes 
Arkham Origins so unique is that the person you're fighting can also dodge, can also counter, and it makes it to where you have to be a little bit more strategic the way you go about fighting these bosses. And I wish more video games that have bosses would do that. I mean, to be fair, a lot of boss fights are like that. Back in that time, for sure, there was less. There was less of it. I mean, if you think about something like, I don't know, Arkham City, right? Or not even that, Arkham Knight. I'll go with Arkham Knight. Now, spoilers, when you, when you fight Jason Todd, that boss fight that you have with him, you've had many times throughout the game where somebody's hiding up in like the thing and you have to basically chase them down and just wait until the right moment or use a battering. It wasn't really anything that was groundbreaking. It was something that you had seen before in previous Batman games that Rocksteady had developed. So it wasn't really anything new in that, in that respect. And it, and it sucked because Ar uh, Arkham Knight or Jason Todd was supposed to be the main one of the main villains in the game so <laughs> oh and the expansion cold cold heart was wonderful so oh yeah really highly recommend it and i know it's on pc and i know batman has a lot of problems on pc especially arkham knight but i don't from what i understand origins wasn't a bad port so yeah would highly recommend it if it's on sale nice nice yeah definitely play arkham origins it's it's honestly one of the it's not as bad as people make it out to be it's it's actually a really cool and interesting uh prequel to the arkham series it's its own thing actually it's oh so it's arkham not series. so it's not part of oh okay it's made by montreal oh WB yeah montreal. that's right i keep forgetting that thing yeah yeah so my um unpopular gaming opinion this week is i'm a huge wrestling fan and i've been playing wrestling games since i was actually playing video games uh since the playstation one days back in you know when it when it was just smacked down and a lot of wrestling games have been made throughout the years but there is one that stands out above all the rest and that game is smackdown here comes the pain now in my personal opinion i think smackdown here comes the pain is literally the greatest wrestling game that has ever been made and they have yet to make a wrestling game this good ever since and the reason why it's so good and why it stands out as the best for me is because literally you had an first of all you had an amazing roster you had uh, an actual good story where you could play as different characters on the roster or you could play as any character on the roster and go through the story and also the gameplay was much it was arcadey it was very arcadey and it was very interesting because in wrestling games now, when you do a finisher, it doesn't have a lot of impact to it. It's very basic. It's very generic. It's very lackluster. And I'm not saying that to, you know, disparage any of the people who've put hard work into creating them. But I'm just saying for a for the game of its time, Here Comes the Pain came out, I think, I want to say 2003, maybe 2002. Uh I could be wrong, but for a game that was set in 2002, for the gameplay to be so immersive, for the impact of the finishers that you would make to be so gut-wrenching and, and, and just so intense, I mean, I always use Goldberg Spear as an example, where if you've played the recent 
you know, wrestling games. Goldberg's spear is base is very basic. It doesn't have a huge impact. It's not really, it doesn't have any force in it. Whereas, and here comes the pain. When Goldberg speared you, it felt like the whole ring was shaking. And he actually threw himself into the spear and you heard the impact of it. And it, it was that thing that just made you believe. Like, yeah, this is freaking Goldberg, who's also one of my favorite wrestlers, a top three. So yeah, that's that's my unpopular gaming opinion this week is that Smack, SmackDown Here Comes the Pain is literally the greatest res- wrestling game of all time, and they have yet to eclipse that game. Now, I know that they're making a new wrestling game, and they have a new director who's, who's basically is going to use aspects of Here Comes the Pain while also using aspects of earlier uh, wrestling games to reinvent the style uh, and reinvent WWE games. So I'm looking forward to that. I hope they do something good with it. Uh, it should come out this year. We should hear something about it soon. But uh, but yeah, that's that's uh, my unpopular gaming opinion this week. Yeah, as someone who doesn't really play a lot of wrestling games, I've only played like a handful. Mm-hmm. I've never played the one you're talking about, but it does sound good. So that's that's good to hear. Uh, what what which utilizing. ones did you play? Do you remember? Oh, no. Oh, okay. All I know is the only thing I remember was for some reason there was a foxy box foxy wrestling mode that's about it foxy wrestling mode. i don't i don't know yeah exactly it's it, i was a kid yeah 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 i really don't remember yeah i just it, remember my friend was like let's do this one and i'm like why and it's like <laughs> yeah like oh because it's like fighting and i'm like okay <laughs> and like i didn't even have the game that was yeah. just what he wanted to do and i was like all right oh wow no it, it i mean wrestling I mean, I know a lot of people play a lot of sports games, like they buy Madden and NBA 2K every year. Wrestling, for the longest time when I was growing up, was that game I would buy every year to get the next installment. I mean, it went from SmackDown to SmackDown vs. Raw to just WWE, and then it went to WWE 2K. So, um, yeah, wrestling games nowadays, I'd say within the past five years, have been really lackluster. They really... I mean, it's the same complaint I have with all sports games, really, is that they give you the same product every year and there's no innovation. Um, the The only time you get innovation is when there's a new generation of uh, consoles that come out. So um, I'm very curious to see what they do in this uh, next installment of the 2K WWE series. But uh, moving on to our next topic. Reviews. Now, Malcolm has... Uh, a game that he wants to review that he pl- that he beat recently, which is Far Cry New Dawn. And uh, let us know what you thought about Far Cry. Well, are you going to... You reviewed Far Cry 5 last week, did you? That sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, and then now you played the expansions, which, which is Far Cry New Dawn. So- well, it is a standalone, but it is arguably an expansion. Uh, on the actual webpage, it's considered a spinoff. Oh, okay. But a, but a direct sequel to Far Cry 5. It right. is 17 years after the events of Far Cry 5. Uh, yeah, or Far Cry 5. So is it like Lost Legacy in the terms of it's a... No, it's a direct... It's a sequel. It's more of a sequel. It is a spinoff, but it is a sequel for sure. Okay. To the story specifically. Okay, well tell us what you thought. Um. Well, I mean, I guess it's considered in the same world. I guess in a way you could argue that, but yeah. It, yeah. Not that, not that left behind or which one did you say? Lost Legacy. 
Yeah, Lost yeah, Legacy. Lost Legacy is definitely a standalone, but it is considered an expansion of the game. But the big difference is they like mastered all of the gameplay. Like that was problematic in Far Cry 5 in Far Cry New Dawn. Interesting. Like now everyone has health bars and you can see them and they're different levels. So you're not guessing if someone's going to die. It's just more varied. The, the customization, there's customization of the weapons. There's different types of weapons more than usual. Uh, the story is short and concise and it follows two new antagonists. And they're both uh, black females, which I have not seen before. Interesting. Uh, their names are Mark and Lou. That is correct. Mickey and Lou. There we go. And they're they're basically twins. And throughout the game, they kind of have this intermission section where they do like a throwback cutscene in a sense of like what happened in their childhood. Okay. So it's kind of basically foresight into what's happening later. And we have Joseph Seed's son, who unfortunately has more problematic things that happen later in the game. Right. But if anyone remembers what I was talking about with Far Cry 5, Joseph Seed was the antagonist of the entire game. He led the cult. Right. And now his cult is more of like a family, and he's like learned from his sins, and he's a better man, better person. But no matter what ending you get of the game, he realizes that he's just been a, a monger of hate and death and violence. Oh, so he... Really? Yeah, so that was interesting. Um, wow. Yeah, so he's more repentant. Repentant. The only issue I really had was we don't see our character, or it's not overtly like clear who it would have been. Other than... I think they're called like the Hunter or something like that. Mm-hmm who's completely masked up and completely like in armor. So you, it makes sense that would be you, but it's not clear because your character was the deputy. Oh. Five, and now you're the security captain. Right, 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 right. come up with some better names for our cry. I know you can do it. <laughs> it's like protagonist and tenant, but I'm not going to get into all that. No, no, please. <laughs> but we could do a whole show just on that. Yeah, but we get to see some characters back from Far Cry 5 who are really interesting characters. We have a marksman who now is blind and just uses a shotgun, <laughs> which is interesting. There's a lot of the fun and soul of Far Cry 5 in this game. And any fans of Far Cry Blood Dragon, there are weapons and cars inspired from that game. Oh, wow. So that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, cool throwbacks to that, including weapons as well. So the game is arguably so much better. It's a great game on sale. I actually bought it on Humble Bundle for like 12 something. And it was like the deluxe edition. Interesting. So like I started with new stuff that you wouldn't have in base game. So definitely a great pickup for under 20, without a doubt. Definitely around the eight section for uh, score. Okay. Which is a heavy improvement from a 6.5 <laughs> from an expansion, So basically. So I guess one of my one of my questions is like, did you enjoy it more than you did the base game, which is Far Cry 5? Well, yeah. Okay. If I gave Far Cry 5 a 6.5 and I gave New Dawn an 8. Yeah, but I, I thought that was just encompassing, like, gameplay, story, all of it together. I, I'm yeah, talking it, about a specifically story. Fun. And yeah. not only that, the co-op works. Awesome. And it works well, and I had a chance to play it, and it was a blast. Oh, and the soundtrack, or basically the radio station, 10 times better. Ooh, okay. 
So yeah, you have throwbacks to the old game and throwbacks to Far Cry Blood Dragon. It's a, it's just, I hate saying this. It was a hoot. It was just <laughs> a hoot. Really, it was just such a great game. Like, you know, not perfect, but definitely a huge improvement. And it makes me excited to see what they do with Far Cry Six. Awesome. And how many hours would you say again that it took you to beat it? Uh, maybe like a ten to fifteen, somewhere around Spider Man. No, that's not bad. Not bad at all. So maybe a little shorter, but I was just having fun, so all right. Well yeah. Well thanks for that, man. Uh definitely guys, if you haven't played Far Cry or you're interested in getting into the series, I would honestly recommend uh getting into it because it's an awesome series but uh, definitely play far cry new dawn would you recommend somebody to play it even though they didn't play far cry 5 or um i would recommend it just make sure you like watch a recap because it 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 matters but it only some of it really matters okay so you'll like, appreciate you it done with a recap yeah. right you'll appreciate a lot more if you know the story before pretty much sure but definitely Far Cry New Dawn is the better game, without a doubt. Awesome. All right, well, you heard it. Malcolm gave it an eight, which is awesome. Would you say that, well, because no, because you said it took place 25 years after. 17. Uh, or 17. So, you know, I was going to say, were there any elements that they could have just included in the base game? But clearly there's a time jump. Well, there so. was a season pass, actually. Okay. Uh, for Far Cry 5. Okay. And that season pass was very poor. And it looks like they just took all the energy they had into like making another, like to making an expansion and just made it a solo. Very interesting. So I'm glad they actually did that because I think that's why it's so good. Instead mm -hmm. of like still trying to update the game to where New Dawn would have been, they just said, we're going to just make this its own thing. You keep doing the season pass and we'll make this. You know, hearing that makes me excited for what they're going to do in Far Cry, what is it, 6? Um, whenever that eventually comes out, hopefully this year we'll see. But, uh, it's supposed to be this year. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, that's awesome. All right. Well, now we're going to move on to What's That Game? Now, obviously, you guys know What's That Game is where me and Malcolm give poor descriptions of games. And in this particular instance, this is going to be a teaser into our retro rumble, which is basically our debate segment of the show. So stay tuned for that. This will be a teaser. I'll go first. And this is very basic, and this is very simple. Straight to the point. John Wick of Hell. I mean, <laughs> Doom, but like... Yeah, it is Doom. I mean, that, wow. He's the John Wick of Hell, man. Think about it. Like, the, I mean, he came before John Wick, but I... But yeah, I, I get you. It's not horrible. But yeah, yeah, it's Doom. It's not the best one, but it's also not the worst one I've come up with. <laughs> but, uh, all right. <laughs> all right, go ahead. Brought to you by the company that doesn't know the number three presents the strong <laughs> late to work. That is hilarious. That doesn't know the number three. Half-Life. Yeah. <laughs> that is hilarious. That doesn't know the number three. People, I think people have been waiting for another Half-Life 3 more than Cyberpunk. Longer than Cyberpunk, maybe. Oh, yeah, of course. But, I mean, it was announced the script or part of the script did leak. I mean, they were in development. They just shut it down. And honestly, they couldn't live up to the hype either way. As much as I would have loved it, you know, it just wasn't going to happen. I mean, uh, you know, hopefully one day they make a third one because that's all we you see on Twitch when you see like uh, E3 or something. 
they'll just put any any game trailer that comes up that's a world premiere or something people will just spam in the chat half-life 3 half-life 3 i find that very very interesting but uh <laughs> um that's gonna do it for uh what's that game now we're gonna move on to rumor has it the rumor has it is basically self-explanatory this is a segment where we just basically talk about what's going on in rumor land stuff that isn't confirmed stuff that's being talked about in the nether realms of social media and this one is apparently Hideo Kojima is working on an extended edition to Death Stranding, which is supposed to be coming out for the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 relatively soon. So we should hear more about it in the coming days or weeks, um, if this is to be true. Um, what do you, well, I mean, you've played uh, Death Stranding, so are you excited about an extended, an extended edition? I mean, what are you looking for? Also well, the thing that's important to note about this is there's obviously PS5 upgrades for a lot of games coming soon. That yeah. have been out for the PS4. Right. But this one's a little bit bigger than that. This is not this is the extended edition. There's talk of new story content. So this is a little different. So now as someone who owns the PS4 version, is it going to be a cheaper upgrade to the expansion or the extended edition or do I actually have to buy the game again? So there are a lot of questions I have, but I'm definitely interested. Because the story is phenomenal. The gameplay is great. You just got to get, you know, your head out of the fact that you're walking most of the time. But once you get out of that, it's a phenomenal game. Just a great story. And Norma Reedus kills it. You have freaking one of the best directors ever, uh, Guillermo del Toro, as an actor in the game, which is arguably like now my favorite thing. And I want him to act now. <laughs> Because, like, his character might be my favorite. In the game? In the game. Wow. Oh, yeah. It's, like, one yeah. of my favorites. Interesting. Uh, um, yeah. yeah. Very charismatic dude in the game. But I just love that dude in general, so. But, yeah, I'm very excited. I hope it's true. Um, I just hope there's some kind of discount for people who already own the game. So, we'll see. And the game is on PC now, too. So, I think this will apply to all of the above. I was just about to ask you if it's on PC. Because I may try it but i don't i don't i gotta wait and for a sale. sale a few different times too yeah i'll wait it's, for a it's sale it's been on sale yeah uh, I, I it might be on sale now but now you have to wait because there's this expanded edition yeah so, so i mean well i don't even know if i like the regular edition so um i i don't know how i'll react to a walking simulator <laughs> not just a walk i know <laughs> i know i just like to say that because that's what everybody called it a walking simulator um i'm sure there's combat there's like fighting yeah. yeah i've had to fight giant squids in the sea of black goo trust me there's combat what in the world that's what i'm saying people you don't know the game this game does it's a lot more complex than people give it credit for well it does look weird i'm not gonna lie about that it does oh, look weird yeah. trippy freaky um oh when you don't drink water you drink a monster energy drink half of that game is just like an advertisement for monster energy just monster energy no other advertisements that's the big one i don't think there are other advertisements but definitely monster energy and of it, course kojima productions because you know that just makes sense yeah well interesting i mean i know that the guy who hosts uh the game or what is GF, jeff kingley He's also in the game. Uh, they showed him off, I think, uh, at one of the game awards when they were previewing the game. So 
Um, cool. yeah, I don't remember cool. seeing him, but you know, whatever. I I don't know. Maybe somebody. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Kojima's in Cyberpunk 2077. That's definitely dope. So you know, things like that. I would love Kojima to make like a cyberpunk styled game. Could you imagine that? Um, it would be it being it would be incredible, but it would be different. I think that's the part that people are kind of weird about with cyber or not cyberpunk, but with Death Training. Death Training is kind of its own genre. It doesn't really fit in any other any other particular genre. Oh, okay, interesting. So Kojima's really more about making games that like not necessarily well, that kind of challenge the player, not necessarily from a difficulty perspective, but from an understanding perspective. Understanding of characters. Well, the way the story works and way it melds with the gameplay, like the way he's doing it, is different than we're used to. Oh, okay. I've never played a game where it's like I'm trying to fix America by delivering packages to people, and then there's this super deep story behind it. Right. I mean, like that because the concept sounds whatever, but it's really interesting. Oh, absolutely. Pull it off because he's a genius. So, yeah, probably the greatest gaming director of all time. At least that's what you know. A lot of people would hail him as. Uh, On to the n- next rumor mill. It appears that the original GTA trilogy, consisting of GTA Three, Vice City, and San Andreas, it appears that they're going to get a remaster slash remake. Um, and this rumor is coming. Honestly. We should take this with a grain of salt because it's coming from GTA Forms. They're saying that, you know, they've been the source for like leaked stuff coming out in the past. But it, it I mean, what they have to base it on is, is, is nothing really credible. I mean, they're basically saying that it's from people who are close to Rockstar and have been right about things in the past. And they're saying that there's going to be a it's going to be a while and we knew this it's going to be a while before gta 6 comes out so in the meantime for people to enjoy they're going to release three remasters of the original trilogy now personally i would have rathered it be a remake and i still think one at least one of them is going to be a remake i think they're going to do what they did with the mafia trilogy remasters slash remake um i think they're gonna remake mafia one and then mafia two just gets a slight remaster makes it look See, more that prettier makes sense because the hd versions are already on console all of them so then why are so a remaster wouldn't even make sense it would be remake it would have it to would be have a to. remake yeah right it would have to be a remake uh and that's and if it's a remake let me tell you something i have completely talked shit about rockstar and i still do uh because they don't will do will yeah it it will happen um because they don't give us any new ips they're just straight up focused on red dead and grand theft auto and they have so many more titles that they can pull from and it's a shame that you know all they're doing but if they do this if they actually do a remake and not a remaster this could be really good and can make them a lot of money because Everybody loves those original games and to see them remade with today's graphics with their with the engine that they have now uh, with the engine that they revamped for Red Dead and GTA 5 and all that stuff. I would be really, really happy if they came out with a remaster 
Because if it sells well, which it most likely will. Well, it's not even a question. Yeah. So, well, that's, you, yeah. Yeah, you'll get remasters to other games like Bully. You know, I mean, you'll get remasters well, to Manhunt. Will be remakes because all those games are on console right now. Yeah. All of them. Except Midnight Club. Well, that's just not going to happen, but, you know, it is what it is. The series didn't do well after L.A., so yeah. unless they want to reboot it, we're not going to see it. Yeah, they're not going to reboot it. I doubt it. But, yeah, so that's the rumor has it uh, portion. Now, let's get into the big enchilada of the show. Retro Rumble. Uh, before we talked about the we debated the final fantasy 7 remake and god of war and we put out a poll that basically said what you guys thought was the better game and clearly malcolm was the unanimous winner with five votes all for the final fantasy 7 remake which declares malcolm the winner of the Damn, very that's, first that's a begrudging way of putting it <laughs> <laughs> I, I i'm trying to put it as nicely as possible unanimously malcolm won uh congratulations malcolm uh i hope you enjoy your victory because it will be short-lived in this retro rumble but anyway um <laughs> i'm just kidding um so yes in this retro rumble we're gonna be uh we, we have two new games that we're gonna debate uh and that is half-life and doom i will be debating uh the side of doom malcolm will be debating the side of half-life and we are basically these this is retro so we're going back to like the original games we're not going to be talking about the sequels or or the new games that have come out re in past more years specific, we're focused on the 90s the 90s exactly that's the decade we're when in. we originally said retro i was thinking 80s and we weren't so, around in the 80s so <laughs> some of us were born in the mid 90s yeah we were we're millennials here so uh but <laughs> but anyway as you guys know uh, we will be uh, breaking this down into three different groups. Uh, first is story, then it's gameplay, and then why is this game so good and so memorable? Uh, Malcolm, do you want to start with Half Life in terms of story? Why nah, is man, you go ahead? I know why you want to do that. No, <laughs> no I want I want to hear I want to hear Doom's story. I really do. Well, I'm gonna do my best. Really interesting. Uh, I'm going to do my best. All right. He now, was super confident about this before, by the way. I was. I was cocky as hell about this, but uh, I, I have a feeling that I can, I can pull it off somewhat. Um, so, story. Doom. Basically, you're this big dude who goes down to hell and fights demons. And you have to keep... It's basically... You're the only line of defense between demons invading Earth, and you go to all these different locations to try and figure out how to stop demons from invading Earth. And you know what? I'm not. I'm not even gonna try. It has no story, people. But you don't. You don't play Doom for its story. Its story doesn't matter. It could. Here's the thing, people. I think this game's story. I think by the game not having a story makes it that much better because you don't have to waste your time investing into these characters the only character that matters is yourself in this game so you can just jump in play and not have to worry about anything like that you don't have to worry about oh do i have to save this character do i have to save that character you have one mission and that is to defeat the armies of hell 
what better premise do you need other than that? You don't have to, it's, it's not complicated. You're not sitting here following a, a, a narrative that probably get, gets lost within the mayhem that goes on around it. You just focused on the mayhem. And that's why I say do not having a story is probably one of the best aspects about the game. I rest my case here. Uh, no, Doom does not have a pl uh, doesn't have a story. It has a plot. You know, you go from A to B to C, which is fine. Nothing wrong with that. But it is simplistic, and that's why it's timeless. Games back in the day weren't supposed to be that complicated. Completely understandable. But when we get to Half Life, well, things turn a little different. We have arguably one of the best first-person shooters of all time. That actually is fully 3D. Talking about uh, my man Gordon Freeman. You know, big dude with a you know. So, strong and silent type in a sense and you know of course we start off late to work and we find out that the spectrum ex spectrometer explodes creating a resonance cascade which severely damages the facility he works at to a portal to another dimension now before i even go forward because i know all my half-life fans know this story and i don't want to bore people because of course it has a story and it's one of the most acclaimed games because of its story. But my gosh, you the the types of creatures you get to see, the the fact that you're doing all these different types of puzzles because it's story related is just incredible. It's a classic day in day out and they still keep making games for it today based on that singular story. And that's how this built up one of the most no, not one of the best franchises. One of the biggest companies of all time, Valve, who made Steam. Now I rest my case. I have no rebuttal in terms of story, but I have a rebuttal in terms of Valve being considered the greatest of all of. time. Oh, okay. One of. Oh, I okay. never said the best. Oh, okay. I was like, wait a minute. No, um, that's not what I'm trying to do. Okay. <laughs> um. The only rebuttal I have for story that I can think of is you talked about how a lot of games since Half-Life have borrowed its well, style. Its story. Yeah, and well, yes, well style and 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 uh story. They they've borrowed yeah. heavily from it. What I will say about Doom is not a lot of people, not a, not pretty much no developer has ever been able to I guess replicate Doom in any way, shape or form. Sure, you have, you know, I, I think Doom is that only experience that gives you that rush that not a lot of video games do and is so straightforward with its mission to just have the player wreak havoc on demons of hell. And I think what makes Doom unique is that there's not a lot, a lot like it. Doom is the only place you can have that experience and, and it, that can give you that experience um in its own way that not not a lot of not a lot of other games can you're right god of war can't do that either i'm talking about as a first as a shooter since we're discussing shooters oh first person shooters okay i got yeah. you i got you yeah um then that brings me to gameplay which is the the next uh part of this debate now I, i've already said it doom base doom's gameplay is simply put 
hands down amazing because especially if we're going by the original you'd never seen anything like that before in a video game especially a pc game this was back in the arcadey days not not the, the graphics weren't as crisp the graphics weren't uh you know all jaw dropping but it was what you were doing in the game that mattered and how all these demons were coming at you and you had all these different guns and 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 weapons and chainsaws I mean, going up against demons, you can't get that anywhere else. And it's just a blood rush to where, you know, you can listen to heavy metal uh, playing Doom, any kind of heavy metal song and just vibe with it and, and just really have a great experience playing Doom because of just how unique it is in terms of its gameplay. It's fast paced. It can be both a challenge, but it could also be a remarkable normal game to play without you having to feel that you're it's too easy for you you know what i mean so i think doom is great is the better game gameplay wise because it's so you just can't find anything like it in any other medium no disrespect to half-life but like you said half-life oh, i mean you said that games have borrowed that from half-life but there are aspects of Doom that just can't be replicated because it would just be a carbon copy of the same thing. And I think that you're seeing it now where, you know, people are starting to realize that. And Doom was something that I think revolutionized the first person shooter experience and really pushed the boundaries of, oh, what can be done in terms of first person shooters and how far you can go and push it in terms of first person shooters. Um, Thing, I mean, they do things in Doom that can't be replicated even in franchises like Call of Duty. Uh, so that's my that's my uh, argument for the story. I mean, story gameplay of Doom. The reason why we love Half Life is because it's more than just a first person shooter. We do a lot more things in Doom. It's just about shooting and mangling up people in front of us. When we get to Half Life, we're talking about puzzles navigating mazes we're talking about actually having to build things so that we can climb up them to get to the next objective on top of that we were using a a chapter system in the game so it's not level based and at that time that's pretty that was a pretty big thing to have and one of the first games to have integrated cutscenes or like sequences basically Doom got nowhere near that, unfortunately. And granted, these games came out in different years, which is very true right. and very understandable. But Doom is basically 2.5D. It's not 3D yet. It's 2.5D, which is fine. Doesn't mean it's a bad game. Just means what it is, right? Still a great game. No issues. My problem is when we talk about like amazing gameplay mechanics, when we talk about Half-Life, you actually interact with the world to kill enemies. In Doom, it's just you, which kind of, it's a little too simplistic. Because I don't need action. help from the world. I'm Doom guy. I'm the one who's doing right, all this killing. But if you're just a tank, <laughs> like in a, in a war game, we'll say, right? Has anyone ever been like, man, I wish I was just in the tank the whole time? No, no one. Because it's ridiculous. It's not as fun. Right. You want a cooperative, you want a world building experience. That's what Half-Life is. And as on another note, Enemies in Half-Life, you have head crabs who can take control of other people. So you have like a body, no, not a body snatcher situation, but kind of. I mean, that was just crazy at that time. 
and the the game from a gameplay perspective just does so much more. I think I was reading something about, and I remember you like you have to turn on some steam, and then it like hurts some enemies because you are not OP until you get the HEV suit, and it basically just allows you to jump further, and your boss fights are more, uh, not necessarily practical, practical, but more intricate. Unlike in a Doom boss fight where it's like, hey, point that gun, kill that dude. It's about using your environment. You're like, okay, I have this suit. How do I use it? And then use the environment around me to take that down. Because I'm not OP. And honestly, as much as I love Master Chief and all those games where you're like OP, like Doom, it's it's just you're you're missing something. Right. And you're mm-hmm. missing the interactivity to the world. And that's kind of why that sucks. Not that Doom's not good. It's a lot of fun to play, but it's kind of mindless violence. And honestly, if you want something food for thought, that's going to be Half-Life. There you go. Okay. If you are a huge fan of first-person shooters, you are definitely driving to Doom. But if you are a fan of first-person shooters with an expanded worldview, then you're definitely going to Half-Life. That's just what that is. Okay. All right. Well, at the end of the day, you guys are going to be the one to decide this. At the end of the day, guys, they're both incredible games. <laughs> we're we're not we're not sitting here we're just trying to defend why our game is better than the other but if we're talking about doom versus half-life half-life is just a bigger giant it is the kaiju in this scenario it just is it's unfortunately it's the king kong in the new in the new movie Oh no! Don't don't bring. It just is what it is, and I and I don't make rules. I'm just saying. Of course, I'm a Gogeta fan first, but I'm just saying that's just what it is. So, what are you gonna do if Godzilla wins in that movie? Are you gonna now say that Doom was the one that is actually better? Do you really think Gogeta is gonna win? Look, not even gonna get in. We're we're not. Yeah, we're we're on this topic. And you're like. Trying to make it about something else because you're deflecting because you know you lost. No, what's going on? It's unfortunate, but it is what it is. Listen, people, we're not going to get into movie debates right now because if you really want to see me and Malcolm go at it, have us go into debates on movies. We could do a whole like episode on just that. But um, um, uh, okay. So, what are your closing thoughts? Why? Is there any closing thoughts you have on why your game is good? I mean, I've been talking about it a while, so you can go okay. first. Um, listen, like I said, uh, I don't take anything away from Half-Life. Uh, you know, Half-Life is an incredible series, and I give it its props. But it, I think that Doom was that game not just for... Because you said before the podcast that if you're a PC gamer legit the pc pc gamer and nothing else then you know half half life is up there like half life is your top one of your top games um absolutely i would say that doom is up there because it it it's across everything not just pc it's i mean it's across consoles don't forget well really quickly so half life is on console I'm just let's start there. It is there. It got ported later. Right. I was just saying people who really stand with that game originally were just peace are PC gamers for life. That's okay. just what they did, what they do. It was the first place it was dropped. It won a bunch of PC awards. That's just what that is. But continue. I think personally, this is just my opinion, but I think that Doom reaches a wider 
range of audiences more than Half-Life, in my opinion. People who are, like I said, people who who aren't die-hard PC gamers and read every nook and cranny about games like we do, every, even they know about Doom. Whereas with Half-Life, not everybody, I mean, especially in this new generation, not everybody knows about Half-Life. You know what I mean? So it, I think Doom has also had an easier time being multi-generational uh, than Half-Life has. Now, that's no fault to Half-Life. I mean, they haven't made a, 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 a new uh, installment for the series in a while. Sure about that? No, I'm talking about like in a major, like Half-Life 3 or something like that. Life Alex, dude. Come on. I haven't played it. I think that was before I... Yeah, I uh, you, don't, you don't even got to play it. It's a massive achievement for Valve. It's highly rated. It's the best VR game on the market. I mean, trust me, they're still using the game. Okay. Um, so. I'll take your... I know, I believe you. I take your word for it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's my closing argument. Doom is a multi... A generational sure. game all right let me let me start here um everyone who plays games knows valve just everyone because they know steam not everybody and plays on pc steam. though that's completely fine but everybody knows steam which means everybody knows valve and you even said this before the podcast every time we're watching e3 every single time they bring up half-life 3 just saying very multi-generational very this is true and even after being away for so many years half-life alex just blew up the vr spot blew it up arguably the best game on the vr market and you can ask anyone in the industry or or where or where we stand and it is and this is someone who doesn't have a vr headset but has had a chance to play vr games and let me tell you they had to make new hardware for the for uh the vive to like actually make that experience more more immersive and it is and they even knew at some point someone would mod the game so you can play it uh without vr that's how popular that game is they were like you know what everyone deserves this experience i guess is my final closing statement is these two games are 10 out of 10 on steam and they should be but it's half-life baby just as what it is well, as always, guys, the final decision makers here are you. Please, uh, please let us know uh, in the poll on Twitter. You can tweet us at JonesBro6, or you can follow me, Normac220, on Twitter. Uh, the poll will also be up there. And uh, yeah, let us know what you guys think. Half-Life or Doom, which is better? Now on to the final segment of today. Topics of the Week. Now, we have three topics here that we're going to talk about that we pulled um, that are some pretty huge topics. I don't think a lot of people know about and one of them everybody knows about, but I'll save that one for last. But getting into the first one here, to all you Borderlands uh, fans out there, including you, <laughs> including you, Malcolm, uh, I didn't know this. I didn't know that they were making a Borderlands live action movie. Uh, this is the first time I'm hearing about it, but it appears that Kevin Hart is going to star in the Borderlands live action movie along with Kate Blanchett. Um, Kevin Hart said in a Instagram post that this is a big one. So excited to be working with Kate Blanchett and Eli Roth on such an amazing project, Borderlands. God is good. Let's go hustle Hart. Um, 
Now, I forgot. I, I forgot here which character he's playing. It's Roland. Let's just start there. Which one? All right, Roland, who is the leader of the first Borderlands group. Okay, I'll or let you. First... Right. Yeah. Yeah. You so go Borderland, ahead. <laughs> first of all, fantastic series. Poor casting choice. They really chose Kev because he has heavy star power. I'm not gonna lie. Funny dude, like him. I'm even talking a little like him right now. But it just kind of is what it is, you know? <laughs> yeah, I was wondering about that. It's like, why are you talking like Kevin Hart? But um, no, it's he's a really good actor, and I well, let me well, he's an actor. <laughs> um, you know, but he's funny. He's a good Santa comedian. I'll give him that. But unfortunately, and it's not due to his height. I just want to start there. It's Roland is supposed to be a very intimidating guy. Like loving, helpful, but intimidating to an extent. And when I see Kevin Hart, that's the last person I think of. <laughs> and also, I would have rather it went to a no-name actor. Now, I get why they didn't do that, but I think Terry Crews would have nailed that role. Mm, would have loved that shit. It's not gonna happen now, but, you know, it is what it is. And a Borderlands movie is so important because for people who love the series, We've wanted something like this for a really long time. And I, and they just chose Kevin because he's, well, I mean, I'll just fucking say it, because he's black and he's a comedian. That's that's kind of it. Which yeah. is not a good way to just pick somebody. But I think a lot of it was the star power piece. And not saying he doesn't deserve the role or anything like that, but I think there were better choices for the role, and they went with someone who was more prevalent in the media right now. So you can continue now, Cameron. That's uh that was just important to say. Well, listen, I could go on all day about Kevin Hart's acting career, but again, this isn't a movie show. This is a gaming show. So um I, I'm not I'm not that deep into the Borderlands series. I played like maybe one game. Can't tell you which game it was. Uh thoroughly enjoyed myself. Um, but for me, I like to play the game with like a crew and not just by myself. Um Oh, yeah, the game's uh, best in co-op for sure. Yeah, but I will say that I think um I think David Ayer could have been a great person to direct this movie. The as you guys know, David Ayer is the director of the Suicide Squad. Uh not the new one, but the one with Will Smith and uh Jared Leto. Um I thought he he probably could have knocked this out of the part seeing what he did with that and other films. Um I thought he I thought he could be a great pick. But again, I didn't even know they were making a Borderlands movie. Um, this is news to me. So, uh, yeah, I mean, congrats to uh, Kevin Hart. And, uh, you know, uh, I hope that... I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that Kevin Hart is a bad actor because I did see him in no, that... He's not a bad actor, but he's very much a comedic actor. Yeah, but he was in that movie, The Upside... What was... I, I forget what it was the called. The Upside, that's correct. The Upside, okay. Yeah, it was Brian Cranston, and, you know, he showed his more dramatic uh, side. He, I know he has a dramatic side to him, and I hope that he brings that um, energy and doesn't just... I'm not going to sit here and say he wasn't playing himself in that movie, but he did bring... Uh, a little drama to his character which was nice so i hope that uh you know he brings that into the borderlands series uh but moving on here now we're going to talk about ea and apparently they have a now announced skate 4 and not only that but they have announced the development team for uh skate 4 
and it's a new studio that they formed called uh full circle and it's in vancouver and um they i don't i don't know why they put this uh they they had to make the statement but they said it's a uh geo diverse team it's 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 a team of uh that's diverse and full of culture um and i guess they have to put that out there to make make it seem that you know they they don't just have i don't know caucasians that work there and not just men that there's women and minorities there too i don't know i'm not gonna but uh uh leading full circle is daniel mcculloch who was a general manager for xbox live and microsoft and uh apparently he was a producer on some of the forza motorsports games and connect games when connect was a thing i don't think connect is a thing anymore uh, oh it exists oh it does oh okay I don't know if they're still making games actively with them, but it exists. Oh, okay. Well, he came out and said, quote, the fans wish, wished Skate back into existence, and we want them to feel involved in the process from development to game launch and beyond. We want them to feel like they are part of a full, a part of full circle. So, you know, definitely they want to, you know, build the game with the fans. So that means they'll probably have demos or, or early access things with this game. Um, I've played one of the skate games. Uh, I think I played a demo for, on Xbox or something like that. Uh, I think it was like Skate 2. Um, but I was more into Tony Hawk Pro Skater and all that kind of stuff. And Skate was kind of that thing that came in um, when Tony Hawk Pro Skater sort of was non-existent for a little bit before it started to come back. So um, good for them, though. I know people have been wanting another skate for a while. And uh, you know, I hope I hope this team does a good job. Uh, what are your thoughts, Malcolm? No, I'll do the two. It's it's definitely a beloved series. Um, I used to really love skateboarding games until they took a, a less comedic turn, which is fine. I mean, that's not what the games are for. I just I loved those, like uh, Tony Hawk Underground games and stuff like that. So, um, But yeah, no, it's a great simulator, great games, and I think they'll do a great job, honestly. Yeah, so absolutely. I'm excited to see what they do. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm excited. I'm I'm excited that there's new studios being created. Um, we're hearing more about that as as the as time goes on that there's more studios being created. Um, because I'm I was getting tired of hearing studios going under. Uh, so it's it's good to see that EA built a new studio. Um, so that means they're doing good uh, in terms of their money and stocks and everything. And speaking of stocks pretty pretty shitty segue but oh well uh <laughs> um so big news today this is bit uh, not today but throughout the week um gamestop uh gamestop stocks have gone up like crazy all thanks to a group of individuals from reddit um and this has been a huge story. I mean, this goes as far as like the White House and 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 the government paying attention to this. So this is big stuff. Um, so uh, apparently, GameStop uh, was on its way out, and you had these hedge fund uh, investors pretty much betting that GameStop was going to go the way of blockbuster and be non-existent in a few years which it i mean it was but a group of individuals on reddit saw this and they pretty much had an idea to buy the stocks at gamestop and pretty much drive the the 
make the stop go up basically betting against the investors who bet who thought that it would go down causing these investors to like you know uh, try to save themselves and long story short uh people have been making bank on gamestop shares going up i mean last year uh gamestop shares went for four dollars a share now they're upwards of like 300 dollars a share because everybody has been fluctuating in buying buying uh shares in gamestop and i'm talking billionaires have been made from this millionaires billionaires and I'm just astonished. Now they say that the reason this happened was because the redditors got tired of these hedge fund investors basically screwing over the little guy every chance they got and they really wanted to use the system that they that was created by Wall Street in a way and use it against them so that they can basically flip the script in a sense. And uh I think that good for them i mean it's the little guy they they everybody's calling it a david versus goliath situation i mean malcolm you heard about this i mean what were your thoughts on it when you saw that gamestop stocks were going up dramatically I know, well i knew it wasn't because gamestop was doing well as a company <laughs> hell yeah yeah uh but basically a lot of people in the start market decided to uh bet on the downfall of the company because it was failing which is you know accurate and it makes sense and people decided to buy a lot of stocks in the company, uh, generating, you know, a lot of buzz and, you know, revenue for the company. And they refused to sell that stock, which means there's no way that even the people who like want to like cut their losses, they can't. So they're losing a lot of money. Yeah. Um, yeah, go get them. Yeah. Now because that's just kind of the thing, man. Like, because I had a chance in high school to like actually play a stock game. Oh, really? And it's like, and there was a and a friend of mine who knew stocks a bit better than me found a way to cheat the system, which is kind of what happens in real life. You kind of know when things are going to fall into place, which is, you know, usually illegal. But, you know, GameStop was a failing company, so it did make sense. But now, you know, it's this is the thing with stocks. It's a risky business. You made a bad business move and people played the same tactics that you got that, you know, people at Wall Street play. So yeah. it just kind of is what it is. Yeah, you put you, you not like it and you can cry and you can complain and it sucks, but you know, you fight with the dog, you might get bit. Yeah, play stupid games, you get stupid prizes. Stupid prizes. Yeah. Um, but I mean now that's just one side of this story. The other side of this, which is the more, which is more the reason why I guess people are getting upset about this whole thing is that Robinhood, which is the app that people were doing this through buying these shares. Yeah. They're not letting anyone sell their stocks. Yeah. They're not allowing anybody to sell their stocks. Even people who were in the GameStop who had shares in GameStop long before the surge. Um, and People are upset because Robinhood prides itself on being uh, a demo. Uh, what, what is it? Basically, not falling to like corporations and being there for like the little guy and the person who's like an amateur into and being introduced into the stock market world. Uh, they pride themselves on you know being for the little guy, and people are basically saying that because uh, the 
hedge fund owners are basically they're basically pressuring uh robin hood to close um to stop all the you know surge in in in, in the people trying to buy these shares and people are calling that unethical they're calling it, it's it's illegal because legally you can't do that um unless there's something um, unless the stock market is I, I guess on a verge of a crash or something but it wasn't and people are filing clash action lawsuits against robin hood because of this um and it's not fair it's not fair at all but um you know i find it i, I find it messed up that you know if you're a company that says you're about one thing and then you do another i can understand why people are pissed um and you got people out there uh uh like um i think it was the uh a guy named fisher i think he was like the uh, a president of the federal reserve in dallas but he was basically he basically said someone is going to get hurt uh as happens with crowd behavior you end up having people come in at the end and a very high price getting burned um basically he's saying that this can't last forever and people are rushing in and trying to get it while it's hot but he's basically warning that you know this could ruin a lot of people um and i saw a video i don't know if i told you this malcolm off uh off air but i saw a video of this one billionaire who was crying because of this because he was you know because of the stocks being raised and i'm like wow like you're crying because you're losing money, but you're a billionaire. So shouldn't you have money saved? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're, you, you're losing money in stocks, but I mean, you got to have an account somewhere where your money's fine. I don't know. It's, it's high just risk, it's high risk, high reward. Yeah, that's why yeah. that's the problem. GameStop are, I mean, there's not even an argument. GameStop is going to go under at some point. So they saw it coming and they're like, well, let's just go all in. And then people put a lot of money. Absolutely. Tens of millions of dollars, if not more. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where, yeah, it sucks for them, but this is kind of what the reality of it is. And you cannot like it, but you use a lot of the same nefarious um, tactics as well. And as you know, someone whose family who liked does stocks too, you know, I know for a fact none of them were interested in this GameStop nonsense. Right. And if they were, they would have actually asked me about it and I would have told them don't bet on it. Yeah. Or don't put any money on like the failure. And also it's kind of jacked up to like actually do that. Like a company's gonna fail and you're gonna like bet on it failing. Just from a uh a conscious <laughs> A moral perspective. A, a moral perspective. It's just wrong, but you know, it's how it's it's fair. You know, this is a realistic thing in our country, and if people want to get mad, they can get mad. And the thing I was saying was like a lot of money's being lost, so it's very possible some dumb stuff might happen. Yeah. But, you know, we're just gonna have to wait and see because definitely Congress or at least you know the government will be get get involved with the situation, and we'll see you know how it develops honestly yeah yeah it's I just mean, crazy that it's done with gamestop i mean trevor noah put his face over margot robbie sitting in a tub drinking champagne to explain <laughs> the gamestop situation i mean i never thought gamestop would be in the news like this ever yeah so like this is just crazy and that's why like there was a great i don't know if it actually happened best uh, not best buy um 
uh, Blockbuster was like, hey, Reddit, hit us up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, I mean, I don't, but I don't think Blockbuster's... Blockbuster... There's one left. Oh, yeah, there's one left. Okay, so yeah, they could... <laughs> theoretically, yeah, they could they could bring it back if they wanted to. But I mean, I mean, GameStop is the biggest one, but there are others like AMC um, that also Absolutely. had their stocks go up like crazy. So... Um, you know, again, it's you reap what you sow, man. I mean, these 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 hedge fund owners, um, you know, billionaires making money off the uh, and and cheating the little guy, and you know, it's just I I love it when you know higher ups and and people full of power that think they can't be knocked down get a taste of their own medicine because then you really see the contrast and see what a person is. Um, you know, people show you who they really are uh, when their um, back is against a wall. Uh, for a lack of a better word, but uh, but yeah, guys. So that's the show. Uh, we we got an hour and a half in, not too bad. Um, but we want to thank you guys so much for checking out this latest edition of the Land Cable Podcast, and definitely follow us on Twitter at Jones Bros Six. Um, you'll be able to follow us on there and watch and and be able to check out the next time we go live. Um, any closing thoughts, Malcolm? I mean, just keep it going, be safe, and let's make 2021 a better year. Oh, it's already a better year for a lot of people in the stock market. That's for damn sure. But um, yeah, definitely uh, stay safe out there, guys. Um, hope you guys, um, if you guys are in the like the colder areas or rain, just try and stay, be careful out there, stay safe. Because um, uh, you know this 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 virus ain't it, it's not going away anytime soon. So we just got to do our part to wear a mask and be safe and uh yeah so we will see you guys on the next episode next week on the land cable podcast you guys have a great weekend Deuces.